Hey there, Miranda Wilson here to introduce Lesson Ideas, the brand new Science Journal for Kids podcast. We'll be talking about new articles that have been adapted for use in the classroom. We know how hard it is to incorporate new resources into your lesson plans, so we'll discuss activities you can do with your students and tips to make learning easier. Sometimes we'll have a quick chat with the original researcher and we'll talk about fun facts you can use to pique the interest of your students. Here at Science Journal for Kids, we believe that every student deserves to know how science works in the real world. We're here to help support your efforts in that endeavor. So join us here at Lesson Ideas, the Science Journal for Kids podcast to learn more. We thought we'd start our first episode with an oldie but goodie about bats. Our article, Why Do Bats Need More Food to Call Louder by Shannon Curie, would be a great addition to any classroom lesson. First, just a little more information about the article in case you haven't read it. Bats are very unusual animals because they can use sound to see at night. Bats use very loud echolocation to hear tiny insects that are far away but their calls are at a frequency that we can't hear. In fact, bats are some of the loudest animals on Earth. Being louder means they can find insects more easily in the dark, but most bats don't shout louder than a certain level. Shannon and her colleagues wanted to find out if this was because bats use more energy when echolocating louder. So they recorded and analyzed the calls of bats while they were flying and then studied how much energy they were using. Let's hear from Shannon about how she works with bats in a wind tunnel to gather her data. Bats are super smart animals and they basically will perform tricks for treats. So we were training them to fly in the wind tunnel with little mealworm treats at the end of each flight. And for them, when we keep them in a cage, they don't get to fly as much as they normally do when they're out in the wild. So when they fly in the wind tunnel against powerful wind, it's like exercise for them and they love it. So we start off by letting them fly at what we think is their minimum power speed. So the speed of wind that we think costs them the least amount of energy to fly at. So we expose them to that, and for Pipistrellus natuzzi, that speed is six meters per second. So we can set the wind tunnel to that speed, and basically I take a bat in my hand, and I take it into the wind tunnel, and I let it experience the wind. So what they tend to do is have a big stretch and let their wings stretch out in the breeze of the wind tunnel so that they can sort of judge how fast the wind is flowing, and then Without a hitch, they always take off and have a little flight. You can hear more about Shannon's research and her background as a researcher in a longer interview on our website and in our Ask a Scientist segment. In case you haven't heard about our Ask a Scientist segment, these are video interviews with researchers answering questions that students have asked about their research. These are great additional resources to share with your students after reading our articles. They usually provide extra information about the article 
and include behind-the-scenes images and video of the research being done. The great thing is that our Ask a Scientist videos are only about three minutes long. They're long enough to pique the interest of your students, but they won't take up too much of your class time. Back to our article about bats. Bats are super cool animals, and lots of students find them fascinating. Did you know there are more than 1,400 species of bats worldwide? That's about 20% of all mammal species. Bats have been in the news since 2006 because of their susceptibility to a fungus called white-nose syndrome that has since killed millions of bats. The fungus is especially harmful when bats are hibernating because it wakes them up and causes them to use up energy they can't afford to lose. If you find yourself looking for something fun to do with your students in the spring, April 17th is International Bat Appreciation Day. Bats generally emerge from hibernation sometime in April as the temperatures get warmer and local zoos and science museums have lots of programs to celebrate these important animals. If you're looking to see bats and are in the area, Austin, Texas sports the largest urban bat colony in the United States. It's located under the Congress Avenue Bridge and an estimated 1.5 million Mexican free-tailed bats live there. Check out a quick video of bats emerging from underneath the bridge in the show notes. This article about bats would be great to share with middle school or introductory high school students studying bat behavior, sound waves, or energy use. In fact, there's a short fun activity for younger students linked on our website. In this activity, students get put in the driver's seat and pretend to be a bat locating different sounds. The lesson allows students to experience what echolocation behavior might be like for bats and other animals that use it. Students should already have a basic working knowledge about waves in general, and sound waves specifically, before participating in the activity. Follow-up questions also ask students to make connections about how sonar and ultrasound technology work. This helps them make connections to real-world technologies. Just a quick note, before going into this activity, you should be aware if any of your students have hearing issues that might require activity modifications. That brings us to our teaching tip for this week. Make sure to have your students answer the check for understanding questions at the end of each article. The questions always range in difficulty and hit different levels of Bloom's taxonomy. Try arranging students in a think-pair-share format for the tough, thoughtful questions to help generate class discussion. That's all we have time for today. If you liked what you heard, thought it was helpful, and learned some cool stuff, please share with your friends and colleagues. 
If you have questions or comments, please share them in the feedback form on our website. You can also sign up for our free monthly newsletter to learn about our latest content. And as always, please visit our website, sciencejournalforkids.org, for more free science teaching resources.